It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Raptors is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 888, Triple Eights of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, February the 18th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean, and you can find the podcast at Locked On Raptors on Twitter. Also, find it on all of your favorite podcast providers. Please consider leaving a rating, a review, subscription, tell a friend. Word of mouth is still the best advertising we got, baby. Uh, it's always appreciated when you help support the show and all of those very easy and free ways. So thanks in advance for taking the time. Um, if you've not yet, go listen to yesterday's episode with Joey Cash as we dove into the win over the Bucks. That was a good time. On today's show, we are taking a step away from the NBA for a second as the G League bubble is underway well into it now. The Raptors 905 as of time of recording on Wednesday uh, afternoon have played five games. They are three and two. And joining me for a bit of a download on what's going on in the G League bubble. What's up with Malachi Flynn and Jalen Harris? Gary Payton the second is doing cool things and dunking everything in sight. Uh, to get the lowdown on all of that, it is our friend, a returning guest from Raptors Republic, doing some wonderful work covering the 905. It's our pal Andrew Damlin. What's going on, buddy? I'm good, man. After a year, we got some G League basketball, and I can't wait to talk about it. It has been far too long. I remember one of the last sporting events I was at before the pandemic was a G League game. I was writing a story for Raptors.com, and uh, I remember things were weird. There was sanitizer everywhere, and uh, that that was the last thing I'd gone to, at least for work. Um, and uh, yeah, it's nice to have them back in our lives, the 905. It's nice to have the wonderful crew covering the team back in our lives, from you to Kelsey O'Brien to Blake, uh, all the wonderful broadcasters doing great work, Javon Shepard, Amy Audibert, Keel Augustine, Jason Tom. It's all wonderful stuff. Um, the, uh, excellently covered G League team. So let's dive into it, Andrew. There's a lot to get into from the first five games in the G League bubble. Uh, and I guess the place to start is Malachi Flynn, who today had 26 points and six assists coming into today's game. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday. You're hearing it Thursday. Uh, he was averaging 21 a game on uh, 44, 37, 100 shooting splits, 5.3 boards, 5.8 assists, 1.8 steals, just two turnovers a game, uh, and just sort of running the show in 33-plus minutes a game for Raptors 905. 
you know, we saw glimpses of Flynn. There were a couple games here and there where he looked like he was ready for the NBA, uh, and then other times where he looked like he was kind of at his out of his depth and uh, you know, not up to speed and all that stuff to be expected for someone who's barely played in the last eleven months. But Andrew, for you watching five games now of Malachi Flynn, what have been your biggest takeaways from his work on the floor? The biggest takeaway is that two turnovers a game. He is ultra high usage for the team right now. Always has the ball in his hands and. The driving kick game is just so fluid for him. The team is just full of shooters. They got Nick Stauskas, who didn't make a shot today, but he is a, a born shooter. So they got him. They got Henry Ellenson, who's also making shots. So he's just creating for guys everywhere around the court. And he's super confident. He's talking trash after every and one. He's saying, you can't stop me. You can't guard me. And he's mixing in this Van Vleetish craft within 15 feet of the hoop putting guys on his hip in the pick and roll able to finish you know off the right foot with the right hand making little floaters and today making a dagger three with two minutes left in the fourth quarter so he had a couple of inconsistent performances early but the last two games he scored a g league high 35 on monday and it's all within the flow of the offense the last couple games so he has really really stood out as this very promising prospect through five games in the bubble. Yeah, that's what you want to see, right? You know, I don't think you can take a ton from rookie struggles in the NBA, um, especially considering the very compressed timeline from draft to the start of the season, no summer league, shortened preseason, all of that stuff. I I think it's to be expected for some rookies, especially late first round rookies to struggle. But what you want to see is for your top prospects who figure to be NBA pieces down the line to really dominate in the G League and dominating the G League tends to portend success down the line. We've seen it from Fred Van Vliet to Pascal Siakam to Norm Powell to uh, Chris Boucher, obviously, in recent years winning the double defensive player of the year and the MVP in the G League before kind of making his way into the NBA rotation. And it's just really encouraging to see Flynn after some struggles and after sort of looking like a fish out of water at times, looking so comfortable. I caught a little bit of the game against Agua Caliente on Wednesday, and it really is kind of all the stuff you saw in the draft hype videos, right? And the preseason as well, where he just has such a command of the pick and roll. He has such a command of everything on the floor. And to me, the thing that stands out most, you know, I think there's a lot of these sort of Van Vliet-ish comparisons to him because he's a small, undersized guard from a mid-major school, and it's just kind of easy to make those connections. But I don't know, Fred Van Vliet has never had the first step that Malachi Flynn has. That dude is insanely quick. Um, Is that, like, something you've noticed over the course of his first few games here, that first step, that ability to kind of make things happen? Does that sort of inform his driving kick game because he is kind of putting defenses on their heels by getting into the paint so easily? No, definitely lightning quick. That is something that he's got over Van Vliet. It's just he doesn't get off the ground also. So it's that's <laughs> another similarity to Van Vliet. And one other thing that I negated to mention is defensively, he won the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year and Player of the Year. And his uh, anticipation and jumping passing lanes is so impressive, not only for the number of steals he gets, but they're not like gambles that he's taking. They're very calculated. He's not left out of position. Whenever he goes for that steal so far in the bubble, he gets the steal. So it's that anticipation and that instinct that is not on any of the box scores. And the defense has been super impressive, especially also to head coach Patrick Matumbo in the bubble. He says, you know, scoring... 
points isn't my bag is what he says and he (laughs) said after monday's win he said yes sure i'll take the 35 points don't get me wrong but the defensive side being able to change direction of the opposing point guard that's what he's so encouraged about and he's already played against jeremy lynn uh nico Mannion, who's a two-way from the warriors and he's played against Jarrett jack who was on the g league ignite team and you might think oh well these lynn and jack aren't necessarily the quickest of guards but they're nba veterans with savvy and you know are able to take advantage of rookies and they weren't Mm -hmm. able to do that uh for the most part against flynn so that i've been super impressed with as well so i'm curious what your sort of view on flynn as it pertains to the nba team might be once he's back you know it's it's so interesting because to me, I made the point on yesterday's podcast that in addition to a center, I would love to see the Raptors get a fourth guard who is not Terrence Davis and someone who can handle the ball a little bit, someone who can play in those transitional lineups next to a Fred Van Vliet or a Norman Powell or a Kyle Lowry just to sort of give the Raptors a little bit of breathing room where they're not requiring their top three guards to do so, so much. And, you know, I, I think... It's probably unfair to just assume 15 games of G League seasoning seasoning are going to make Malachi Flynn ready for that, but maybe that's not insane. I mean, the Raptors' development machine is kind of unimpeachable at this point, and they've turned guys who have had brief G League stints into NBA players inside the same season before. They've done it with Norman Powell, for example. They did it with Fred a little bit, um, although it was more of a full-season experiment for both Fred and Siakam when they first got their starts there, but... I, I don't know. Are, are you at all talking yourself into Flynn kind of making himself a rotation piece upon returning from the G League, assuming he finishes it out? If Kyle Lowry's hurt, there might be a, a shortened stint for Flynn in the G League, and he might be thrust into action. But, you know, I'm kind of looking at it and saying, hey, he could be the ninth man when he comes back. Like, that, I, I was kind of calling for that at the start of the season anyway, even with the struggles. But with the reps he's going to get, playing as much as he is, having the ball in his hands, feeling the ball as much as he is, do you think it's reasonable to kind of pencil him into a more regular rotation spot, especially considering Terrence Davis is kind of playing himself out of that? I mean, leaving aside the tacit uh, implications of playing Terrence Davis uh, yeah. on, the, on the Raptors just for a second, let's just talk basketball for, for a second. Uh, you'd be asking Malachi to be playing off the ball a lot. And I don't think in the NBA he is ready for that at this moment. I think this 15-game right. sprint is is going to be excellent for him. Like you got to keep in mind that not only was his last basketball played in March before getting drafted. I mean, the draft was moved up several months, and he hadn't played a competitive game until preseason against Charlotte uh, eight months later. So mm-hmm. you don't. I, I I don't think they're measuring him as an off-ball guy yet. They're trying to see can you run a team right now. And uh, yes, he's able to finish around the hoop. So perhaps that uh, could perhaps that could lead to some success in the NBA in terms of playing off the ball with Lowry and Van Vliet. But I, I don't picture him being, uh, you know, a two in the NBA, at least a successful one this season. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for talking me off of the uh, excitement <laughs> hill I was on. It's always good to have someone reasonable to uh, calm me the hell down. Um, <laughs> so good points made there for sure. Uh, I do want to talk about the roster spot currently held by Terrence Davis and a G League player who could potentially maybe squeeze Davis in an ideal world coming up in just one second. But first, I wanted to dive into a new segment brought to you by our friends over at Michelob Ultra. It is the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Every week going forward, we're going to highlight the exploits of one player on the Raptors as our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. And this week... 
We're going to go to the G League, and we are going to give it to Malachi Flynn as a result of all of the joy that he elicits, the excitement to see him kind of playing basketball, running the show, doing all the things that got him drafted in the first round by the Raptors to begin with. It is very, very excitement. It's exciting, and there's a lot of enjoyment to be had. And here's the thing with Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories for Michelob Ultra. There's no reason not to enjoy it, as there is no reason not to enjoy Malachi Flynn's work, whether or not he gets into the regular rotation for the Raptors after the G League bubble wraps up. He is sure to elicit a lot of joy and excitement and happiness over the next little while here for the 905 at the very least. So huge thank you to Michelob Ultra and Malachi Flynn is your first ever Ultra Player of the Week. Thank you to Michelob Ultra for sponsoring the podcast. Well deserved. Absolutely. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's continue on here, Andrew. Uh, we've got a lot to dive into. Just a heads up on Thursday, or what the hell day is it? Friday. <laughs> Friday's episode will be a recap of the Bucks game uh, as the Raptors go for two in a row against the uh, flailing Milwaukee Bucks. You love to see it. It's frankly awesome. So check out Friday morning for the latest covering of that game that goes down Thursday night or tonight if you're listening to this on Thursday. My timeline is all messed up, Andrew. Let's stop talking about chronology, though. Let's get to... Gary Payton II, he has been exciting, fun. We know, being the offspring of Gary Payton, that he's going to be a good defensive player. He's very much doing that. He's averaging north of three steals a game so far in the G League bubble. He is dunking everything in sight. There were like three or four enormous dunks in the game against Agua Caliente on Wednesday. Uh, And... You know, he's got some NBA experience as well. I think 61 games of NBA experience for him throughout his career at various stops. And just sort of looking at the way the Raptors roster is constructed, looking at what could be done in the future with Yuta Watanabe and his two-way contract uh, once he returns from injury and all that stuff, and looking at Peyton and kind of what he does, I am very much coming up to the idea that the Raptors should be cutting Terrence Davis signing Yuta Watanabe and converting him to a full NBA contract and then making Gary Payton their second two-way to join Jalen Harris after the bubble is over. Am I insane with this take? Obviously, this is an ideal world utopia type thing. It seems unlikely that Terrence Davis will just be cut, even though there are actual basketball reasons to do it now, which of course was the great inhibitor early on in the season and the thing that the Raptors kind of gave themselves cover with as it pertained to his charges. They're like, oh, well, there's no basketball reason to do it, so we're going to get a grievance if we if we cut him. I don't know if you'd get that same grievance now considering he's been probably the worst player on the team this season. Um, is that a crazy idea? And, and just sort of speak to what you've seen from Gary Payton the second, and whether he's even worth a two-way contract from the Raptors at this point. Gary Payton is worth a two-way contract. Oh my God, he has been unbelievable in the bubble. He had a franchise record seven steals the other day for the team. And these are like the rude types of steals, like literally (laughs) ripping the ball with two hands out of your hands to go the other way. And the dunks he's had are just majestic. I mean, he is 
cocking it back with his left hand. He's a lefty, unlike his dad, and just banging on guys with impunity. And he comes in off the bench, and you know, with a guy who's like a five-year NBA vet, you might not think that in a G League bubble situation he'd be happy coming off the bench, but he's like, it actually favors me. I get to see what the offense is doing. I get to see the flow of the game and how I can, do, I can change it. And Coach Mutombo talks about disruption being one of the keys for his team to be successful, and he is the prototypical disruptor. Every time he gets into the game, he makes an impact on the defensive end, and his finishing around the rim is spectacular. And so, for a two-way contract, if you if you're going to if you're going to be able to convert Utah into uh, you know the, the full NBA guarantee, I think would be a very worthwhile investment. The guy's played so well, and he's really mature at this stage. Yeah, I, I got a chance to speak with him just one on one a few days ago, and there's still so much joy when he when he plays the game, even though he's been through so much adversity through the going up and down. He's been on like, or the property of like six teams in five years. <laughs> uh, and he's back with the 905 and he's just, he's just playing with heart. He's smiling on his face. He's tapping his head when he's dunking on guys. He's just playing with joy and force. I think he's definitely worthy of a two-way deal. And I should note, the Raptors don't necessarily have to cut someone like a Terrence Davis to make it happen. They have an open roster spot after Alex Len was released, and I, you know, maybe they want to use that spot in another big who comes free, maybe someone who shows out during the G League bubble. Um, but if you're looking to convert Utah, which you're going to have to at some point, it seems, you know, I don't know if he's going to be on track with the injury to you know play in the 50 games but uh, or be available for the 50 games, but he's going to be close, and he's deserving, I think. He's kind of proven himself to be a member of the trusted nine or so that Nick Nurse has out there right now. So, you know, if you do that, I think Peyton kind of fits the bill exactly is, you know, it's kind of spoken about the Raptors that they have like this guard depth when it's really not actually not the case really, because, mm. you know, Flynn is a rookie and sort of uh, making his way. Patrick McCaw is out and who knows what the hell he's going to be after about a year off of playing basketball. Uh, Terrence Davis, bad. Matt Thomas, bad. Like, they have three guards you trust right now. And is Gary Payton the second going to come in and be a fourth guard who offers a ton in the way of creation and all that stuff? Probably not, but he kind of ticks some of the boxes you would think that Nick Nurse would like considering what he does on the defensive end and the way he'd probably fit into what the Raptors want to do defensively. But yeah, what do you got? If I could make a, like a G League comparison, it's, it's kind of similar with Boucher in that you don't know you don't know this the this raw skill set he brings last year. You, you don't you don't trust it, but he makes maybe it's cliche to say it, but he makes an impact plays. He he taps out offensive rebounds, he grabs a key defensive rebound, and when he comes to the game and he gives you 10 minutes last season, or if Peyton in my in my mind gives you 10 minutes this season, there's an impact to be made, unlike Matt Thomas, where you could just forget that he played the game. And I am a Matt Thomas supporter, don't get me wrong, but there are times when you don't realize that he's played. That's not the case so far in my five-game sample of scouting. Gary Payton, we'll see how the rest of this uh, sprint <laughs> to the finish goes in the G League. But I feel like if you're looking for someone who can like play the 60th game of the season when you're on a four and six nights or whatever in the NBA, he can be someone who can fill it up for you in that limited role. Yeah, I, I like what I'm hearing, man. Uh, it'd be nice if he shot threes. Uh, I don't know sure. if he hit one on Wednesday at all. He was over uh, <laughs> through the bubble through the first four games. Not something that you're going to expect from him, but 
you know, all the other stuff really feels like boxes that would be ticked uh, for the Toronto Raptors. So uh, count us uh, members of Gary Payton, the second hive. Give him a two-way, convert Utah, and yeah, maybe cut Terrence Davis if you're really you're, uh, feeling frisky. Um, we're going to get into a little bit more. I want to dive into Jalen Harris. want to dive into Henry Ellenson. Dewan Hernandez is playing for this team right now, too. We'll get into that and sort of get some other updates on the down-the-roster guys who may have less of an impact on the Raptors proper this coming season or during this season. Uh, but we'll get to them nonetheless after we tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action from the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, which is in full swing, of course. You've got MLB coming up very soon. And if you're really feeling yourself, you can go and bet on Croatian, Greek, Serbian basketball. There's like deep cut soccer leagues you can bet on as well. No shortage of stuff for you to check out at betonline.ag, even awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Just head to BetOnline.ag and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the code LOCKEDON, all one word. That's the code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com, a site that has literally saved me from getting fleeced by the mechanic more than once since they became our friends here at the podcast. Really, really good stuff from rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything you need from the, the important stuff like engine control modules to aesthetic stuff like new carpets, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is super easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle from the year it's made choose the brand specifications and most importantly the prices that you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle, right? Locked on there. How did you hear about us, Boxy? They know that we sent you as well. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Andrew, let's close this thing out with a bit of a run around the rest of the G League roster for Raptors 905. Uh, Let's start with Jalen Harris, uh, two-way for the Raptors this season, their second-round pick, 59th overall. He's uh, scoring pretty well and dunking a lot, which is fun. Uh, What have been your impressions of Jalen Harris through the first five games? I think they've been about what the team is expected, which is a guy who's an elite finisher around the rim. And he's got a good mid-range game too, but the three-point shot is just something that he needs to develop. Like, you know, late second-round picks, you're going to stick in the NBA if you can make the three-point shot. Today he goes one for eight, and he's shooting nine for 24 for the uh, G League season. So that's just something he's working on. And also on the defensive end, wasn't great at Nevada for the 
for the um, in the Mountain West. So those are just two areas that are absolutely essential. So the, it's so funny. You see these guys put up numbers, and then you, you get excited, and then the coaches tell you, well, listen, we knew what we knew that about them already. These are the things we got to work on. So I think Jalen Harris has played well, but has basically met expectations rather than exceeded them. That's uh, good to hear, I suppose. I mean, it'd be nice if he were exceeding them, but that's also okay that he's not. Um, you know, he's an interesting little prospect because, you know, it, you can never have too much juice off the bounce. And it seems like he's going to be a thing that he offers. And, you know, who knows what the future of Norman Powell is. And obviously Terrence Davis's future with the team is very much, uh, you know, a, a point of conversation. Um, you know, they, they might need that sort of bench scoring option down the line. And, uh, you know, yeah, what do you got? If I, if I could ask, if I can add a little Jalen Harris anecdote, his parents were both played college basketball for SMU and his mother, who's a Hall of Famer, played with Jalen in the womb in the NCAA tournament <laughs> while she was four months pregnant. Look at the fun facts you're bringing to the podcast, man. <laughs> we got to have you on more often. Anytime, um, man. Anytime. <laughs> a couple other dudes to mention. Uh, Dewan Hernandez, kind of a forgotten man, was uh, left off the roster this season coming into the year. Bit of a surprise move considering the lack of big men on the team. Just playing 14 minutes a game, not scoring a ton. Um, but it's, I think anything is kind of a step forward from what last year was for him because he lost most of last year to that ankle injury that just wouldn't go away. And of course he didn't play his final NCAA season. So really this is the first extended run for Hernandez in like two years. Uh, how has he looked after such a long layoff from competitive basketball? Yeah, he's just had some bad luck. And today was certainly, or I should say Wednesday, was his best game by far with the with the 905. But it was still like sub 20 minutes. Just an ability to finish around the hoop and very athletic, good at, you know, providing ver- verticality around the rim and guarding bigs, uh, you know, down and low. The thing is, you know, in college, he attempted a total of four three-point shots. And uh, that's something he's worked really, really hard on. You know, during the times where he could play in practice last season, mm-hmm. but and he's made a couple in the bubble, if I can, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, and uh, no, and uh, Patrick Matembo was super happy with his performance today. And what's what was interesting is uh, in the previous game, you know, Nick Stauskas starting for the team, he only played 19 minutes and he went five for nine. And I asked him about it, and I was wondering if it was load management because he was coming off knee surgery. And Coach Matembo said. No, uh, I, we needed a better defensive option. And so he, he's willing to sit guys with high profiles and proven scores in order to get the defensive effort that he needs. And he said, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't uh, reference DeWan specifically, but I imagine that type of defensive effort will earn him some minutes. And they are, they are a guy that the Raptors drafted, so they still have his eye on him. How much time he has left, we'll see. He's got 20 games to prove himself. But today was an excellent sign. And the one thing I love about his game is incredible touch around the rim, which is important for mm-hmm. the bigs, which may be lacking somewhat with the uh, with the big club. Oh, you're saying the Raptors don't have bigs with deft touch right now? <laughs> Crazy talk. <laughs> Unbelievable Aaron Bain slander. Uh <laughs> You said um, it not speaking me. of <laughs> speaking of a big man with some death touch, uh, Henry Ellenson is uh, playing pretty well after he played quite well to close the season last year after being acquired for Justin Anderson in that G League deal. Um, and like the arrival of him, I thought that was kind of it kind of coincided when I got to call a lot of games. And so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but the arrival of Ellenson seemed to kind of 
help the team kind of fall into place, helped establish a hierarchy that maybe didn't exist when Justin Anderson was there. Not to say Justin Anderson was bad, it just was a strange fit next to a lot of other high-usage guys. And Ellenson kind of giving you usage from a different position where he's shooting threes. He hit a bunch today. He was red hot. Um, you know, he's been kind of exactly what you want from a stretch five. The defense, I think, will always be his limiting factor. But, you know, we were talking about Gary Payton potentially getting a two-way look with the Raptors. Do you think Henry Ellenson has maybe, you know, put himself in that conversation as well, not just with his play this year, but with the way he closed last season? Or do you think the lack of defensive production from him is always going to be a bit of a limiting factor? It'll always be a limiting factor, but when coach says we know this guy can score, it's almost an unfair thing when he goes up and puts 29 points on the board in like a very nice variety of ways, like you mentioned. It's that that's that should be you know a plus in his column or whatever you want to call it. And defensively, it's it's not just that it'll be a downside; it's a huge downside for him. The guy gets caught. Not only is his foot speed slow, but a couple of times he just he just gets caught out of position, not knowing or not remembering the scouting report on the guy he's got covering in the corner. Just leave, just sort of leaving help when he should be on the guy in the corner, for example. And guys just put him in pick and roll. And in the G League Ignite game, like the 18 and 19 year old children went after <laughs> Ellenson at every chance they got like, and, and coach Pintembo mentioned it after the game. We, he said, we left him on an Island, which is a nice thing to stay as in, you know, no one was helping and that's true, but it is such a limiting factor. I don't know what you do about foot speed. I know what you do about knowing the scouting report and being in the right position. And hopefully that's another developing skill that, that, you know, they can, they can bring to Ellenson, but he is such a great, great scorer that, again, as a, as a depth piece who can make shots. I mean, how long was Steve Novak's career? Like, why couldn't yeah. Ellenson be some, be some utility guy for at least some amount of time off the bench? He is so skilled out there. And at 6'9", 6'10", that is a rare asset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny looking at the, and it's a kind of four-game sample, but he's currently getting outblocked by Malachi Flynn, Nick Stauskas, and Jalen Harris, among others on the team. Uh, so yeah. I think that speaks to the sort of lack of defensive uh, utility he's going to have. But yeah, you can never have enough shooting, man. If Matt Thomas can get a roster spot, seems to reason there stands to reason that Henry Ellenson could potentially be in the mix for a two-way at some point here whether it's with the Raptors or not I don't know I'm sure the Raptors have higher ambitions when it comes to whatever their big man upgrade situation is going to be um last one I wanted to to talk about here quickly is Alizé Johnson we saw him in the preseason with the Raptors uh you know it doesn't seem like he's going to make the roster at any point there's a lot of positional overlap and stuff with where he tends to slot in and I believe it was you who tweeted yesterday correct me if I'm wrong um, about sort of you're not really sure where dudes who can't shoot and are basically six seven centers who rebound quite well you're not really sure where they fit in the NBA but they're fun to watch nonetheless how have you enjoyed Alizé Johnson he is a freaking delight he is a delight I'm I'm, I'm so honored that you read my recap uh, of the game uh, <laughs> yeah I know he's 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 perfect for the G League. Uh, he's a, he's a 6'7 <laughs> center who's trying to stretch out his range, but isn't quite there yet. Um, you know, he's, he's putting up a, a number of shots, but they're not quite going down at the rate you would hope. And uh, one nice, unique skill he has is that he's working on that's improving is he's handling the ball in transition. He's making nice mm -hmm. sort of semi-transition decisions. Sometimes he gets a bit caught up, going a bit too fast, but. Working on his game, like I, I feel like that's something that could develop into a strength. But just 
at that size and the lack of shooting, his form is kind of this weird form. Now, Chris Boucher's form is kind of a weird form, and he's turned that into <laughs> an incredible shot. So who knows? It's so hard to project. Um, but he... he I don't think he. Um, I think he's perfect as a as a G League piece. Uh, does he ever stick in the NBA? My prediction now would be no. But leave it to the nine hundred five to uh, to get their hands into him <laughs> in an off season and and see what they can really pull out of him. At the very least, it's fun to watch a human bowling ball with elbows just kind of fly Absolutely. around and with great hair rebounds and yeah, great hair too. No, no doubt about that. Um, Andrew, this was a lot of fun, man. Thank you for enlightening us as to what's going on in the G League. We'll continue with these little check-ins throughout the G League bubble with Andrew, with some of the other wonderful folks doing great coverage of Raptors 905 in the coming weeks. Uh, but until then, Andrew, where can people check out your work? You can check out my work on RaptorsRepublic.com. And specifically, I got a podcast series coming that's been going on Rapscast uh, feed, just interviewing different coaches of different players. I interviewed Dewan Hernandez's coach from Miami, Jim Laranega. I've, I've, I talked to Malachi Flynn's assistant coach at San Diego State, Chris Acker. Talked to Nick Stauskas, a beat reporter for him during his Michigan time, who had some incredible anecdotes. So this podcast series, I'm super proud of. So if people would like to check that out in on the the raps cast feed excellent man thank you so so much uh that's going to do it for today's episode please uh make sure you're checking out all of the wonderful stuff we got cooking at the lockdown podcast network in addition to lockdown raptors which of course you can find on your favorite podcast platform uh subscriptions ratings reviews always very much appreciated again i'll be back again on friday to talk about tonight's game against the milwaukee bucks which should be quite a bit of fun as uh the raptors look to expose once again the fraudulent milwaukee bucks it's uh, it never goes out of style. It's always beautiful and fun. Um, so we'll have a recap of that on Friday. Uh, and that's all I got. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you again with another episode of Locked On Raptors on Friday. Now go take a listen to Locked On Blue Jays. As pitchers and catches reported today, hell yeah, Blue Jays baseball is coming up and AJ Andrews has you covered over there. So go and listen to Locked On Jays. Have a good one, everybody. Talk to you soon. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.